Well, hey there, welcome to a special bonus episode of the Breast Cancer Recovery Coach Podcast. I'm your host, Laura Lummer, and it is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and so my commitment to you has been to bring you as much inspiration and excitement and forward-thinking information as I possibly could. So amongst all that, I'm doing an extra Revivify course in October. That starts October 12th. That's my 10-week coaching program. I'm doing a series of webinars called How to Revive Your Life After Breast Cancer. And I am offering for free my five-day sugar challenge, which you can get all month long. We started that challenge today at the time of this recording, October 5th. But you can jump into it for free all month long as my gift to you to give you something positive to focus on during Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Now, all that being said, I have received many, many emails from people who, even though there are four different webinars, four different times and days of the webinars, that say, I can't make it to any of these webinars and I really want to hear it. So I decided to just take the audio recording from one of those webinars and post it here as a bonus podcast episode. And that's it. So in just a sec, I'm going to let that roll and you will hear the entire webinar from start to finish on how to revive your life after breast cancer. So I hope you enjoy it and I'll be back to talk to you again this Thursday on the regular episode of the Breast Cancer Recovery Coach podcast. And we are going to jump right in. So to let you know that you are in the right place, you are in How to Revive Your Life After Breast Cancers, the four pillars of recovery that lead to an empowered life. And in this webinar, I'm gonna share with you my four pillars of breast cancer recovery, meaning what I base my coaching and programs on. And this is something that I developed from what I've learned in my experience and education, but also from my experience recovering from breast cancer, and then from all the women I work with, both in and out of treatment. And I'll talk a little bit about that throughout the webinar. So I'm gonna explain these pillars to you, why they're important, and how they work together to create a foundation for truly living an empowered life after breast cancer, meaning getting your power back. And we'll dig into that a little bit. So there are several reasons why women come to me, why women listen to the podcast. And I want to just talk about three of what I perceive, what I see and hear as the most popular reasons. So one is that more than anything, you want someone who gets what you're going through. You want someone who can give you some guidance and that helps you feel heard. And I'm going to talk more about that because feeling dismissed is a big part of some of the struggle after breast cancer treatment and when we're in recovery, because it's so hard for people who haven't been through it and don't identify as to really get what you're going through. And we'll talk about some of the struggles that that creates. A second reason is that Oftentimes we feel this divide between how you feel and how you think people expect you to feel. And that can be overwhelming and, and guilt and shame and all these things are a part of feeling that way. And you really want to know how to close that gap and feel better. And then the third reason is that sometimes after breast cancer, you feel disconnected, but you really want to feel happy and connected and confident and you're just not sure what the next step is. How do you make that happen? These are three really, really, should I say, popular, common reasons that I hear a lot in the women that I work with. So I'd love to hear from you. Drop it in the chat for me. What brought you here today? Is it one of these reasons? Do you want to talk with someone who gets what you're going through, 
Do you want to close that gap that you want to, you feel a certain way, but then you tell yourself, oh, I should just be grateful. I shouldn't feel this way. You want to close the gap between how you feel all three, Sherry. Thank you. Or Sheree. I'm not sure if it's Sherry or Sheree. Thank you. All three. And you just don't know what to do, what the next step is. You guys, this was me. This is where I was. And this is now I'm nine years out of my initial diagnosis. And so it's seven and a half years since I finished treatment. And it took me a long time to work through these because it was all three for me as well. For sure, all three. Thank you, Lenore. Yeah, all three, all three. Oh, see, I love it. We are on the same page. This is, it's so, this experience, one and two, okay, great. It's just, there's so much that goes on with us and it's really difficult for people who haven't been through it to really get it. Yeah, we've got a lot of all threes here and I completely understand. And I want to let you know that whatever your motivation was, if it's one, two, three, all three, or if it's something else you want to drop into the chat, it's cool. I am here for you. I get what you're going through, and I'm here to support you all along the way. And so I'm going to definitely give you some things that I have learned through working with so many breast cancer survivors and through going through it myself that I do believe are going to help you with all three of these issues. So first, for those of you maybe who haven't heard the podcast, aren't familiar with me, just came across on Facebook, I'm just going to take a couple minutes to tell you a little bit about myself. I am, I do have a bachelor's degree in healthy lifestyle coaching, and I am a certified health and nutrition coach. I also am a clinical Ayurveda specialist. Are any of you guys familiar with Ayurveda? Have you heard of it? Have you tried it? Do you practice it? Are you like, what in the world is Ayurveda? Uh, Ayurveda is the Eastern system of medicine. Heard of it, Debbie. Okay, cool. Great. And Becky, like, what the heck? Ayurveda is a lifestyle system of medicine. It is really, really beautiful. And I, because I have practiced Ayurveda for so long, I think it helped a lot with developing the program. Not heard of it, Joan? Yeah, I'm not surprised. A lot of people haven't heard of it. It is a sister science to yoga. And when I went through my yoga teacher training, I was introduced and fell in love with Ayurveda. And the beautiful thing about it is it's a system of wellness and it is based on just lifestyle, right? So you're, it's not based on medicine necessarily, but the foods you eat and how the foods you eat affect your body, how your circadian rhythms, everything you do in life when you do it, how you do it, where you do it, all these things are taken into consideration in Ayurveda. And so it really helps to build a beautiful, naturally based lifestyle program that's unique to every single person. And it's fabulous. I love it. I'm also a breast cancer mentor at a local hospital here in Long Beach in Southern California, where I work with newly diagnosed breast cancer patients. And I'm a mindfulness-based online course creator where I do coaching and I only work with breast cancer survivors. And then I'm also the host of the Breast Cancer Recovery Coach podcast. So finally, you know, I do this work because after what I went through with breast cancer, it, it just became a passion for me. And I want every woman who has been through breast cancer to know she is not alone. When I work with women, when I, especially when they get out of treatment, that feeling of isolation and loneliness is overpowering for so many women and it kills me to see them suffering that is one of the big reasons why i do this i also feel empowered by empowering others because i know i don't just believe i know every single woman has an incredible amount of strength and power and gifts within her and a lot of the times when we go through this experience of breast cancer 
and the powerlessness of the treatment and everything that happens, it just really throws you for a loop. And getting back in touch with that power that is innately you is something I love to see. When I work with my women, I see them come in and, you know, 10 weeks later out of the program, they're just a different person. And I love watching that blossoming. It means everything to me. And I don't want to waste my time doing things that don't light me up, don't make me feel wonderful. How about you guys? Going through breast cancer treatment, how many of you feel like that changed your perspective on life? It changed your perspective on the, the shoulds. I should do this, or people say I should do that. How many of you look at life differently now and you're like, wow, you know what? My perspective has changed and the petty things don't matter. And I just feel so much different. And sometimes you feel that difference and you're not even sure what to do with it. Becky, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Stacy, great. Yes. It changes everything. And that's why we connect. Definitely, definitely. I love it, you guys. Yes. And that's why. I think survivors connect so well to each other because we get it. We understand what that shift is. But sometimes that's difficult for people around us to get their head around why we have that shift. So I want you to think about those three reasons we talked about and really think what resonated with you, whether it was one, two, or all three, and how you would feel if you were able to move past those things, fill in that gap, and then be able to feel like the person you want to be. I want you to just hold on to that thought, like feeling like the person you want to be, fixing or figuring out how to solve for what brought you here and what that would make you feel like. Keep that in mind as we go through these four pillars of recovery and how they would work for you, okay? So the first thing I want you to know before I start these pillars, and because I hear this very frequently, I'm broken. I'm not as I'm, I'm less of a woman. I'm less of a person. And I want you to know if that is something you think you are not broken, you are not less of a person because you have breast cancer. And in my opinion, the experience you've been through, that thing that all of you are telling me has shaped your life in a different way, has shifted your perspective. That means to me you have even more to offer and more to appreciate and more to contribute to this world because you know something that so many other people do not know, right? Think about before you had breast cancer and what you know and understand differently about life now that makes it so much more precious and meaningful. And I believe and I know that when you begin to change the way you think about yourself, then you begin to realize that you are so much more, not so much less, not broken. All right, so let's keep that thought in mind. We're gonna jump right into pillar number one. Now, I wanna point out that each of the four pillars I work with are equally important and support each other. But I do them and I work with them and I coach people in a certain sequence and I'm gonna tell you why I start with release. So take a look at this list. Here's a list of treatments that are very common to women who go through breast cancer, right? When you look at this list, just think about what is coming to your mind when you see that list. Now, pop in the chat box for me. I've been through seven of these treatments. How many of these treatments have you gone through? These are really, really intense, violent treatments, ladies. These are not gentle treatments, right? So really think about, is it realistic to think that you've gone through these treatments, whether it's that Linda has gone through six of them, six of them, Debbie, three of them, and, and you may still be going through some of them. 
Think about, is it really realistic that you could go through four, five, six, three, any of these treatments and not be changed, right? Not go back to quote unquote normal. Yet we hear that phrase all the time, not just from people who are working with us in treatment saying, oh yeah, yeah, it's temporary, you'll go back to normal. But we hear that from ourselves. When am I gonna get back to normal? When are things gonna get back to normal? And so I want you to remember that these treatments are something that you can't undo. And to go back to normal really would require undoing what these things have done to you, right? So it's important to realize that when we're in treatment, that we have to have a different mentality, right? You're in treatment. You have to hold on to the idea that you're going to survive. That's the only thing we're thinking about. I just want to survive. So there's this gap between the belief we hold on to in treatment of survival and getting back to normal that helps us get through the trauma. And in some sense that it is a false belief, right? Because we don't go back to normal, but it's a necessary false belief to get us through what we have to go through in that treatment. So we're trying to accomplish surviving in treatment, but when we get into recovery, we want to get back to living. And the problem is that when we get into recovery, we're waiting for the expectation we had when we were in treatment. And so are our loved ones. So that leaves us feeling guilty, misunderstood, isolated, angry, lost, throw in another emotion there because our loved ones are like, okay, yeah, you made it. We're so happy. This is wonderful. And now let's get back to normal. And now you just had the first moment to breathe after who knows, eight months, a year, two years, two and a half years, however long you had to go through treatment. Now, all the trauma you've just been through is bubbling to the surface. You're like, oh my God, what is happening here? And everybody else is like, okay, mom, start the start taking the kids back to school. Okay, you know, <laughs> let's get everything back to normal. So this quote is from the Annals of Family Medicine and saying that the false beliefs meet the psychological needs of patients for hope and safety, as well as for action, agency, and a sense of control. And that's why I put that up there. It's not that our, our doctors are playing with our heads or something like that. It's a necessary belief. We've got to have hope when we're in treatment because it's brutal. So the reason that I start with release is because when you train yourself and your mind to be present, meaning that you are not anxious about the future and you are not clinging to the past and you get to be right here, right now, that's what allows you to connect to what's really happening in your mind, your body, your emotions. And you start getting to rebuild your life right here. But if you're constantly focused on how your body isn't what it used to be and what doesn't work the same anymore, then you're no longer looking for constructive solutions. And you're actually stuck on the problem. And I have some intense personal experience with being stuck on that problem. I am hard-headed and stubborn. And I was like, oh, I'm going to fix this. I'm going to get back to normal. And it took me a long time to get past myself because that expectation uh, that your, you know, your body and your emotions feel differently now than they did at any other time. And you don't want to be there. But um, in truth, you know, you can't, like I said, go back and undo that trauma. So when you learn to increase your self-awareness and you learn to be present in that moment and you learn that you are normal where you're at. So let me share a story with you. So life is very transformational, right? Think about, I mean, 
I'm 50, I'll be 57 years old in November. So just think about all the stages you've gone through in your life from the time you were a teenager through your 20s and how your body changed. Maybe you had children and your body changed through that and your emotional state and the different expectations of your emotions changed. You never looked at yourself and said, oh crap, I'm not normal anymore, right? I'm different now because I have this baby, I'm not normal. You just knew that your life was transitioning. So I wanna share the story about my mom. When my mom had six kids and when we were little, my mom suffered horribly from postpartum depression. So this was in you know the early 1960s. And just recently, just a couple of years ago, my mom shared with me that she would beg my dad not to leave her alone with us. At that time, she had four kids under the age of four. Yes, we're Catholic. And I think when you hear things like that, it's like, are they Catholic or Mormon? We were Catholic. <laughs> okay. And I remember watching my mom as a kid cry and struggle really for years. And as a kid, you're like, what is wrong with my mom? But there was nowhere she could turn to to get help because at that time, no one talked about postpartum depression. No one understood what women like my mom were going through. And so there was no support for them. And it wasn't that they weren't normal, which is how they felt. They were going through a transformation in life physically and emotionally, and they needed to be understood so they could get to the other side. And I share that with you now because that's my feeling of where we're at in the space of breast cancer recovery. As a society, we celebrate your survival, our survival, which is awesome, but then we don't really talk or acknowledge the long-term impact that the diagnosis and treatment had on us. So we're left feeling like no one understands. But I understand because I've been there with you. And that's why I can tell you that facing the emotions that you struggle with, working on releasing the thoughts and stories you're telling yourself about what you should do and what you can't do and what you don't deserve now and letting all of that go and replacing those thoughts with healthier thought patterns, this is necessary to renewing your life. It's so critical, you guys, because you can't move forward unless you let go. So think about what you need to release. Just think about it. Just let that absorb with you for a moment. So I have a picture of a journal here because what I want to offer you is this exercise of actually writing the thoughts that come to your mind when you say, what do you need to release? What do you need to let go of to move forward? And actually write it down. Whatever in your life is causing you anxiety, sadness, self-defeating thoughts, feelings of being stuck, and really describe it in great detail. And then think about these three questions when you write those thoughts. How would your life be different if you could release those thoughts from your life? How would you be different? Would you think differently? If so, what would you be thinking like if you didn't have those thoughts in your head? Would you feel differently? How would you feel? So this is a really important exercise. It will increase your awareness of how deeply breast cancer impacted your life, but it will also let you recognize and acknowledge the trauma you've been through and the things you're holding onto that you want to go back in time. And there's no going back in time. We have to only go forward. Now, this is not easy. And I'm going to show you this slide. So this is a slide. This is a snapshot of some of the lessons in my release module in my Revivify program. And I show it to you because I want you to understand it takes time. Like you're not going to go on this webinar and say, OK, I've let everything go. But now you, you know that this is a step and you work on it because it takes practice and guidance 
and it takes time to process those emotions as you see from the snapshot here and all these exercises, which is just part of it. But it's worth that effort of making time for yourself on a daily basis or at least three, four days a week basis to spend time writing that stuff down, looking at it and acknowledging the things you're holding onto. Because then you can begin rebuilding your life on a stronger foundation. So I wanna leave you with this quote. I love this quote by the Chinese philosopher Lao Tzu when it comes to releasing, I think it's very appropriate. And the quote is, when I let go of what I am, I become what I might be. And so this is the opportunity that awaits you when you become fully invested in the present and let go of what is tethering you to the past. Take that power away from breast cancer and give it back to yourself by moving forward. This is one of my members, I love Linda. She joins us from Ireland and she says more and more she's catching herself in the moment and changing behaviors and thoughts that don't serve her. Release is all about that. Like, what are you telling yourself? Catching that and changing it to what do you want to be telling yourself about this life? Super important stuff. All right, ladies, we're gonna move on to pillar number two, renew. I love renew. It is beefy, it is, it it's just encompasses so much because we're just looking at all aspects of life. You know, healthy life is not about diet and exercise. It takes a mindful approach to everything, including diet and exercise and sleep and speech and thoughts and environment and relationships. It is an all encompassing thing. And that is what Renew is all about. So I often tell this story when I got out of treatment so guys, give me a raise your hand, a hell yeah, a this is me. If you also had a giant Ziploc baggie filled with prescription drugs so you could eat, sleep, poop, fill your fingers, fill your toes, um, gosh, uh, get rid of the blisters in your throat, um, let's see, move without excruciating pain. Yeah, 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 me too. Hell yeah, thank you. And you know what, when I, before I had breast cancer, you guys, I'm, I'm a personal trainer. I was a yoga teacher. I was a clinical Ayurveda specialist. I worked with people on natural lifestyle programs. And so for me, I was definitely one of those. I'm not taking any medicines. Yeah. Oh, oh there's a hand raise. I love it, Lenore. And, you know, I had to work very hard to give myself permission to say, don't beat yourself up. Don't judge yourself. Take what you have to take to get through this. It's temporary. So I had my heart set on, oh, the day I'm done, that baggie's going in the trash. I mean, I'm done. I'm getting back to the gym. I got, I'll give myself 30 days. I'm going to be a different person. I got this. I mean, how naive. So I threw out that bag. And I was like, you know, chemo lasts, they say it's in your system for three weeks. So I gave myself, okay, three weeks from the last day of chemo. That's it. Done. And I did foolishly throw away that bag, which I really regretted because I didn't go back to normal. It just unmasked the damage that had been done to my body. And I was literally a hot mess. I mean, a hot mess. I could barely get in and out of my car. And that started my journey of spending thousands, and that is not an exaggeration. My husband, I'm sure, will attest to that. Thousands and thousands of dollars on naturopaths, cleanses, endocrinologists, supplements, anything someone told me would detox my body and get me back to feeling. Who's going to put the buzzword in the chat box for me? What do we want to feel again? Yeah, normal. 
And that's all I wanted. Thank you, Debbie. Yeah, if I could feel normal. Yeah, Stacy. And you know what? I didn't. I didn't feel normal. And that made me even more frustrated. And does anybody feel me on this? You guys have friends that say, try this and, you know, get your hair examined and drink this olive oil and this will make you throw up. But God, you'll feel better afterwards. And OK, OK, I'll try. I'll try. Yeah. <laughs> and here here you are going, OK, now I feel worse because I just vomited olive oil. That was disgusting. OK, so, you know, the thing that took me a while, because as I mentioned already, I'm hard headed and I had all this training, right? All this training in mindfulness-based wellness, but I was looking outside of myself for the answers, all the wrong places. So I love this slide because you look outside of yourself for inspiration, but you look inside of yourself for answers because it's really the answers are, and you might be saying, well, what are you talking about? You coach people. I coach people, but I don't tell people what to do. I help people figure out what's the right thing for them. You know, you guys are the expert on you, but you talk yourself out of it and you let other people talk you out of it. And I did too. And that's why we have to take time to tune into ourselves. So I want to ask you, when was the last time you spent 10 minutes in complete silence while you were awake, not sleeping, no phone, no music, no nothing, just you really tuning into that little voice inside of you, never. Joan, you are not alone. And that's why I asked this question. So I asked this question on my webinars and I get never, I can't remember, 20 years ago, never. Ladies, look at this. This is what we do to ourselves. I can't do it. Oh, we are gonna change that. That is a false belief right there, Lydia. We can do it, we can do it, I can help you. Okay, nope, yeah. So you guys, how do we tune in and understand what our body needs? How do we take power over and become the expert on us when we don't even spend time with ourselves, right? That's really tough to do. So when you go through the treatment for breast cancer, you are put in a powerless situation. You're put in a situation where you don't understand the terminology unless you're already in the medical field. And it's scary. Oftentimes you're not told everything that's happening or why it's happening. You just know that the doctor says I got to do this, the oncologist, the surgeon. And if I don't do it, I'm going to die and I don't want to die. So we do stuff we don't want to do, which is a very powerless place to be. But when you move into recovery, now you're struggling because you've got PTSD from going through this horrible trauma. And that is the time we have to really spend time with ourselves and learn to take back our power. So I debate using this term that I use that's like tuning into yourself because some people are like, that's kind of woo-woo out there, hippie talk. But the truth is that as human beings and especially as women, we have that natural innate woo-woo-ness. We have that connection. We have that intuition. And when you sit in silence, that's when you get to really connect with it. But here's the problem. And, and maybe, Lydia, when you said, I can't do it, maybe this was part of what's going on. When you sit in silence and you take the time to practice mindful living, really keeping your mind in the moment and fully, fully experiencing what you're feeling and thinking, everything bubbles up. So the good stuff, the gut feelings, the sense of direction that guides you into what's right for you, all that comes up. But also the painful stuff comes up the painful emotions start to surface. And that's what keeps most women from even beginning to practice mindful and intuitive living after breast cancer treatment. 
because what do we have to do? Release, right? All the pain comes up and we've got to understand it, have the tools to let it go, to release it. I hear things that range from, I don't have time to sit and do nothing for 10 minutes. 10 minutes, my friends, you don't have time for 10 minutes in a 24 hour day for yourself. I hear, I don't want to sit in silence because then I have to deal with everything that's in my head and I'm thinking, yeah, that's the point of that. And I hear I'm too busy sitting quietly just isn't for me. But how's that working for you? You got to ask yourself, how's that working for you? You're here now. You have a reason for being here. And trust me, tuning into yourself and starting to be the expert on you and taking back your power will change that. So when you acknowledge what's happened and how you feel about it, you truly do begin to heal. And the statements that I just talked about that I hear, you know, I don't have time and I don't want to hear my own thoughts. Those are of really avoidance techniques. They're what our brain offers us to keep us from having to deal with things that can be really emotionally difficult. And the British psychologist and the author of attachment theory, his name is John Bowlby. And he said, if you cannot tolerate what you know or what you feel, then the only option is denial and dissociation. So when you're in denial, when all of your attention is focused externally and you're not connecting to your body, noticing your thoughts, you're actually rejecting and fighting against what is happening because your body will be telling you, this is what I need. This is where I'm struggling, but we're not listening. So when that happens, you're actually fighting against your body and you start to develop and create this numbness to a lot of things that are happening in your body. And, you know, we definitely disconnect after breast cancer because we're like, I don't even want to look at it. I don't want maybe threw you into menopause and your belly got bigger than the boobs they removed. Right. And we're like, oh, geez, I don't even want to see this. Maybe we're unhappy with the reconstruction. Maybe we chose not to do reconstruction and we have issues dealing with that, too. So instead of really tuning into what emotions are coming up, we disconnect from that. Then when that happens, you have a hard time feeling satiated. And that might lead to overeating, over drinking, over sleeping, whatever your over is, over shopping. We do things externally again to try to fill a hole because it hasn't been healed and dr besser van kolk in his super incredible book on the healing of trauma says that if you're not aware of what your body needs then you can't take care of it it's kind of a captain obvious statement isn't it but he goes on to say that once you start approaching your body with curiosity rather than fear everything shifts and that is the key i'm going to say that again this is so important when you begin to approach your body with curiosity rather than fear, everything shifts. So it's really time in renew to stop ignoring your body, to stop fighting and rejecting what you tell yourself you don't like about it, to stop asking people outside of you to tell you what your body needs, and to begin cultivating mindfulness practices that help you get curious about your body and shift the way you think and feel about it. And when that happens, you move into this space of learning and growth and you move out of that place of being stuck. You get back to, or maybe for the first time ever become the expert on you because you learn to trust your intuition. And then you respond to those signals rather than following the latest diet and the latest detox trend and all the other unsustainable practices. You tune into yourself and you really get what you want. So, 
I love the story that I read. So Dr. Kelly Turner, let me know if you guys ever heard of the books Radical Remission or Radical Hope. They're written by Dr. Kelly Turner and they are amazing. Radical Remission, I recommend every single person, no matter how long ago you were diagnosed with cancer, yesterday or 10 years ago, read that book. It's incredible. And in her interview, she's speaking about her book Radical Remission and she is talking about her research and what she learned and that people who had, from these people who had unexplained healings from cancer, and that the importance of tuning in and trusting your intuition, she says that when she interviewed these people, every single person she interviewed who had healed themselves from cancer said that trusting their intuition was a part of their healing practice. And I'm not saying everyone's gonna heal themselves from cancer, I'm just saying it's such an important part of wellness to really listen to yourself. And then that makes you your own advocate in life. So she tells the story of a meditation teacher who said to her, you know, get into a state of meditation, however you can, whatever that means to you. And then from there, ask yourself that intuitive part of yourself, what information do you have for me? And just see what comes up. And just asking that simple question and seeing what comes up can be really powerful as long as you learn to trust it. So when it comes to renewing your body, you can't think the same way you always have and then get a different result, right? We can't keep thinking how we were in the past. So Marianne Williamson, an author and spiritual leader, she says, you must learn a new way to think before you can master a new way to be. And I think that's just really great advice on moving forward and learning how to become that person you want to be. This is a quote from Robin, who went through my Revivify program. She's in my Empower membership. And why I share this is because she says she has the tools now to live a full life after breast cancer. And that's the important thing. The important thing is that each of you become powerful, have the tools, and develop the skill set to deal with whatever comes. Not that everybody has to come back to me and say, what should I do, Laura? What should I do? I don't want to tell you what to do. I want you to understand what to do. Okay. Pillar number three, regroup. This is so important because no one goes through cancer alone, ladies, right? Let's talk for a minute about changes in how you see your life. We talked a minute ago, right? You have different perspectives. You see life differently and you connect to others after breast cancer differently and there's also the people who watched you go through it and they had what I call the loved one experience. And these concepts are really important to regrouping after breast cancer because when we're being treated for breast cancer, we put up what I call a protective barrier. And this is a space we create between us and our loved ones as we go through cancer treatment. It's a space that is created purely out of love, you guys. but. Nonetheless, it's a space and a gap, and it makes it more difficult when you're done with treatment to be vulnerable, meaning you still feel like you're expected to be the warrior, be strong and fight on. And even if you feel like you're drowning in emotions and on the verge of tears and panic attacks on a regular basis, you still tell yourself, oh, crap, everyone thinks I'm the warrior, right? Does anybody feel that? Have you gone through that? Do you still go through that? Because I know I did. So we have that superficial show of strength. Yes. Yeah, Debbie. Yes. You have that superficial show of strength that makes your loved ones feel good, right? When we're going through breast cancer, whether it's, it's spouses or partners or parents or children, we don't want them to be scared. So we put on the pink 
and we become the warriors and and we are fighting we're in survival mode we're in treatment we're in survival mode. Like, i'm gonna do this i'm gonna get to the other side but then when you get to the other side we're going to talk about that in a minute something shifts and this experience is really near and dear to my heart uh, for those of you who don't know me or haven't heard my story on the podcast I lost my brother to cancer. He died of testicular cancer when he was just 32. And one of my sisters is a survivor of gynecological cancer. So I know from both sides how we protect our loved ones as the survivor. And I know how as a loved one, there's certain things you don't say or approach and you're so afraid. You have so much fear that you don't get to talk about it, get out in the open because you don't want to lose this person that you love. So we each do things to protect each other. And yet we're both feeling scared. This is a really important thing to, to realize and wrap your, your head around. So when you get out of treatment now, you've put on the superwoman persona. We've all been the warriors carrying our shields. And then people are like, wow, you're so strong. You got this, you got this. And now you survived. You're like, yeah, I got this. And now <laughs> you're going, holy cow, I feel lost, I feel confused, I don't feel like anybody gets me. But at the same time, your loved ones are sitting there going, I don't get it, what's wrong with you? I mean, you were doing so good, you were so strong, you're so positive, and now you're alive, and now you healed. And holy cow, why are you struggling now? You should be happy. I also can't take life, I am once named in, can't take it anymore. Uh, lean on. Okay. So the strong one. Right. And so Becky, that's important. That's another, it's a, it's a space, right? People thinking that you're the one that gets leaned on and you're feeling like I can't get leaned on anymore. I need to start taking care of me. And so the reality is, yeah, you're there and you realize you're processing this trauma. You're looking at life differently, but your loved ones are just going like, I don't understand. And so then you have this even bigger gap because you can't connect to them. When we're going through surgeries and toxic treatments and people see the wounds or the physical changes, they're worried about us, right? We're bald, we look weak, we can't eat, whatever, whatever, they're worried. But then when we look normal, they're like, okay, you know, back into the carpools and start making dinner and clean the house, mom. And so as much as you've been through, and I get it, and Becky, I feel you. And so you don't want to do the work now because it's tiring and it's, it's a lot, but now you have to do a different kind of work. And that work is that you have to start breaking down the protective barrier. You have to start creating a space where you can show your vulnerability and that you can allow other people to be vulnerable and you don't have to fix it. And so I say sometimes that's the bearer of bad news because most of my women are like, crap, I gotta do something else. But yeah, because if you don't do it, then how do your support people know that they can do it? that they can be vulnerable, that they can say anything, and that they can find the power within themselves. So we have to start getting that ball rolling. So if you let's think about this kind of a story. So this will hopefully put it into perspective. So you're trying to connect to someone, you love them, this person in your life, and you feel like they're just not acting the same. Something's wrong, something's bothered them, and you ask them, they're like, no, it's good, I'm fine. And then you start to get annoyed because you're like, no, this person is not connecting with me and it doesn't feel the same. And do they not care about me? You start telling yourself all these stories. Are they angry? Do they not care about me? And then you start getting angry. 
And then right as you're ready to just be like, okay, you know what? I got to protect myself. So I'm going to let loose on this person. I'm tired of being treated this way. And then you find out that that person has had so much on their mind. They have been so anxious about trying to process something that's in their mind or in their life that they don't know how to deal with, that they didn't mean to be disconnected, that they just didn't share with you what was in their mind. And because of that, you created a story of what was in their mind. That's what happens here, ladies. We don't know how to get that story out into the open because we created a certain persona. So now that we feel disconnected and people don't get us and we're once removed, our loved ones don't know what to do because they're telling themselves a story about us. Does that make sense? Can you guys identify with that? So Dr. Vanderkolk, again, in his book says that we may think that we can control our grief or our shame by remaining silent, but naming that offers a different kind of control. This is really important, saying it and putting words to it. So it's practicing vulnerability and transparency that cancels out the storytelling. So I mentioned Dr. Kelly Travers and her book, Radical Remission, just a minute ago. And again, I highly, highly recommend you read that book. She did a lot of research on the nine things that people did. Every, this, all these people she interviewed, there was a certain amount of them that all of them did these nine things. And she found that these people who had spontaneous recovery, one of those nine things was that they embraced social support. And this is essential to regrouping after cancer treatment. We don't go through cancer alone. As I just said, we don't recover alone. So the third pillar of cancer recovery is regrouping. And it's recognizing that the experience your loved ones have had and breaking down the protective barrier is critical so that you can both be vulnerable, get your fears out on the table, and understand each other's perspectives so you cancel out the storytelling and the drama and the separation. And that's the place you have to get to. That's the work, getting it out in the open. What did they feel? What do you feel? What is happening? And so I show this picture because I want to just emphasize that point that when we reach out and embrace social support, this is one of my groups, of uh, one of our small coaching groups from Revivify, and the connection that we have as breast cancer survivors, it's amazing because we get each other. And it's in being in that group, in talking to people who get it, that you get to build your own confidence and reclaim your power. So then you can find constructive ways to take that back and speak to the people who don't really completely understand at the deepest level what you've been through. But then when you tell your story, you break down that protective barrier. You stop other people from creating stories about what's happening with you. And you create space for connection, community, support. That is regrouping right there, breaking down that barrier. So there's actually a psychological response that happens in your brain when you speak about your feelings and those words are heard and recognized from somebody else. And that experience, you guys, that experience in itself can just really light up that path for you to move forward. Now, a lot of people say, I'm not a group kind. I'm not a joiner. I don't want to air my dirty laundry. Those are stories you're telling yourself. A part of the healing process is expressing emotion. We are emotional creatures. We have a full range of emotion and experience as human beings. And it's important that we can talk about it. John Bowlby, again, the author I spoke about a minute ago, said that what cannot be spoken to others cannot be said to the self. 
So really think about that. When you can't open yourself up and talk about that out loud, how can you deal with it and process it within yourself? Mary Jo, one of my Revivify and Empower members, says she feels more whole now that she's learned to face the fear that she came into the group with after going through breast cancer. So the fourth pillar, I'm going to talk faster now because I want to leave room for Q&A. <laughs> the fourth pillar is revive. And revive is a fabulous pillar because you've already practiced releasing fear and anxiety and all the things that hold you back from living a fulfilling life. And you've practiced renewing your body and your mind with mindfulness habits, mindfulness practices on food, exercise, sleep, practicing self-compassion and self-care, treating yourself with the priority you deserve, making the 10 minutes for yourself. So you regroup your social circle, you build your champions, you break down barriers, you create healthy boundaries. And that is a tremendous amount of transformation. Trust me. So once you've done that, you're ready to really live a life of intention and focus on intention. Intention acts as a filter to honor the priorities in your life. So I talk about intention before I talk about goals because understanding your intention and when I say that word, you guys, do you think I live an intentional life? Like I have an intention. And let's say your intention is I live a life of peace and peace of mind daily. That's an intention, right? So then anything you do, any commitment you take on, anything you decide to do, you can say, does this serve my intention of living a calm and peaceful life? And if it doesn't, you're like, no, that is that thing stresses me out or I hate doing that. Now it's time that you can look at that and filter it through your intention and say, that's not how I'm moving forward. So we talked about closing that gap between how you want to feel and how you do feel and what is the next step. The next step is deciding what it is you want, setting that intention and then using it to filter the actions you take. Does that make sense? So it's not just a goal. It's not just saying, oh, I'm going to make a million dollars. Oh, I want to lose 35 pounds. It's saying, I want to live a healthy life. I am a person who makes healthy choices. And then you filter everything you do through that intention. That's how you revive your life. So I'll give you an example. <laughs> My daughter is, uh, she'll, she'll call me up, you know, she's, you know, internet shopping, doing some retail therapy, and she'll call me up and she'll show me something and she'll say, oh, mom, look at this. What do you think? Should I buy this? And I just say, well, I don't know. Well, making that purchase align with your intention for how you want money to serve you in your life. And then she'll be like, ah, why do I call my mom with these questions, right? So intention doesn't replace goals. It doesn't replace decisions. It fuels them. It puts your emotion into them. It puts your priority into them. And it helps you align and revive your life so that it's fulfilling every single day. I mean, there's good days and bad days. It's life. But you know what I'm saying? It gives you that ability to filter it and to get the shoulds out of there. So hopefully you picked up on the fact of this presentation that all these pillars are not a one and done. So they come up over and over and over. And one of my previous or one of my Revivify members, she's an Empower member now, she said, I need to add an additional pillar and call it redo. Because as you learn these skills and implement these practices into your life, as you get more in touch with yourself and you live more mindfully and you start to have these emotions surface or new challenges come up as you're regrouping your life, 
then you got to do things over again. You got to let things go, right? You release something, something else will come up. You develop a healthy boundary. You might have to release something else to support that healthy boundary. So in my Empower membership, we call that the success path. The success path is continually doing release, renew, regroup, revive over and over as life changes and as you transform. This is one of my members, Kelly, and she says that through encouragement, connection to resources, daily activities, she became empowered to take action in the best way for her. And that's the critical statement. When you guys implement the practices we talked about, releasing, renewing, being mindful, giving time to yourself, connecting, breaking down barriers, that empowers you. And that's the key here. You live life your way, feeling empowered and confident and connected. That is the important thing. And that is how you get to your why. That's the why you came here. So you came here today. We talked about reasons in the beginning. You took the time to show up. I know you're busy. It's a Sunday. There's like a million things you could be doing rather than sitting on a webinar. But it was important to you for a reason. And, you know, it may be because cancer rocked your world. And like we talked about before, you've been through so much and you can't get your head around what's the next step. So you're looking for someone who gets it. You just needed to feel understood and get some input and some guidance to help you move towards what you need. Or you're just freaking tired. I know this, I was so tired of looking and looking and trying to get help and getting dismissed over and over that I was honestly becoming bitter. You know, this is part of my recovery story that I was becoming angry and had to realize, gosh, I don't want to be an angry person. I want to be a happy person. I want to be fulfilled and enjoy this short life. So I want you to just think about for a minute, and I'd love if you share this with me. How would shifting your mindset and implementing these pillars of recovery change the way you're feeling about yourself in your life now? So in the beginning, you guys gave me a one, two, three, all three. What pillar resonated with you the most through this webinar? Do you think release, renew? regroup, revive? Was there something that really resonated with you? And you thought, yeah, that's, I need to do that. If I can shift that perspective, I think I can, I can start moving forward and feeling better. I'd love to hear what it is. Like, what was your most favorite part? Release. Yeah, Shri. I, absolutely. Release is critical. And in my opinion, you can't go through accomplishing these other things until you practice release but you can go through them on your own joan regroup yep it's critical they're all so important right and if you really embrace social support mm -hmm. and that's a tough one debbie embracing social support because it requires you to be vulnerable and we tell ourselves stories about vulnerability including probably the most popular statement that vulnerable equals weakness and that is not true release and regroup yeah beautiful so I initially wasn't offering Revivify. I do it in January and July, but I had so many people ask me, when is it? When is it? I need it because we're in this pandemic and it's coming up on the holidays and the holidays are totally different because of the pandemic. And there's just a lot happening. And that's why I'm doing Revivify again in October, because I know that support is needed. I have put dozens of women have gone through my coaching programs. And now I think you guys heard me talk about Empower. I have Empower, which is a month-to-month -month membership where we work on a different theme every month. And I created that because my Revivify graduating class said, Laura, 
we're not ready to stop. Like we need to keep going. You need to have something else for us. And so that's why I created Empower. It's so important. The connection and the transformation that you go through is so wonderful. And by the end of Revivify, you will have worked towards releasing thoughts and behaviors that cause pain for you. You learn to treat yourself with self-compassion and have a realistic expectation of your progress. Realistic expectations, you guys, is the root of suffering. What are you telling yourself you're supposed to be doing versus where you're at? You create that suffering and you can stop it as well. You learn new approaches to change your relationship with food, exercise, self-care. There's no eat a half a cup of this, eat 15 grams of this. It's a mindful approach. What serves you? What makes your body feel good? How are you practicing self-care? You will create practices and strategies to strengthen your social support. We'll work through what healthy boundaries are, which is not what so many women think they are. Oh my God, just saying no to everybody. Mm -mm. Healthy boundaries are what you need in your space so that you can thrive and take care of yourself the way you need to be taken care of. You understand how to set goals that are backed with intention and how to have a support system to make them doable like your champions and the people you connect with. Once they understand how important these things are to you, then they're with you. Then you say, I need this because I don't want to have cancer again and I need to treat myself with compassion. In module one, which is our release module, we focus and learn about post-traumatic growth versus post-traumatic stress. Stress. We learn how to practice self-compassion and the importance of it. And we learn how to manage expectations of ourselves. In Renew, it's beautiful. We have mindfulness practices. We learn to manage chemo brain and stress. We learn about intuitive eating, intermittent fasting for wellness, where Revivify is not a diet program. We just learn a different way to look at things and test things out to see if they work for your body. In regroup, we really do assess that shifting your emotional landscape, like we talked about, embracing transformation, creating social support champions, and establishing healthy boundaries. And then in revive, we look at how you will live with intention and how you give yourself credit for micro changes, tiny changes. The fact that you all are on this webinar and stayed with me for an hour on a Sunday morning, you give yourself credit for that. That is a step towards change. You learned something here, you got some new tools you could implement, and you have an opportunity to move forward even further. That is change, give yourself credit for that. And that's what we do in Revive. We stop beating ourselves up, judging ourselves, we're not good enough, we're not doing enough, we didn't heal fast enough, we're not the same, no. And we, really look at supporting our goals and sharing our unique gifts with the world by giving us ourselves credit for all the wonderful things we do do for ourselves. Revivify begins October 12th. So I want to talk about this because a lot of women struggle with investing in themselves. As you guys told me a little while ago, you, when was the last time you spent time on yourself? And we do the same thing with money. We see this and we say, oh man, I can't spend that on myself. So I want to share this with you. This is Avril. Avril just did my recent Revivify program and joined the Empower membership. And she said that she had a resistance to joining, one, because she was an introvert, as we talked about. We said, I'm not a joiner. I don't want to talk about stuff. But also because she couldn't justify spending the money on herself. And I love that she says she listened to her inner voice, which was louder than her limiting fears. And she decided to view this cost as a health investment in herself. And that spending that money on herself 
made her fully participate. And I'll tell you, Avril didn't miss a single coaching session. And she said to me along the way, she goes, you know, I'm really glad that I paid as much as I did for this program because I'm invested and I'm going to get everything out of it. So I show up and, I, and she's transformed so much that she's now one of my Empower members. Anyway, another one, people say, I don't have time to do a 10-week course. And I hope that we made the point through this presentation, ladies, that you're worth the time that making that time, and I will even show you how to make the time. We talk about time blocking in Revivify, creating time, creating space for yourself and the importance of it. You don't have time not to do that. Think about what brought you here and think about what it would mean if you could move past that. That's worth creating time for, okay? This is Kristen, one of my recent Revivify graduates, and I just love what she said here because she said that her husband had commented that he felt like a shadow has left their home in the past month as she started to move on and recover and feel better. All right, my friends, that is it. That was the whole webinar. I hope you enjoyed it. That is the four pillars of breast cancer recovery that I base my coaching on, and they're just packed full of good stuff. And the most important thing, the most important message that I want you to get from that webinar is that you have the power to change anything. The programs that I create, Revivify, my 10-week coaching program, the Empower Membership Experience, it's all about transformation. It's about helping you feel confident in the person you are and the power you have within you to create the life you want, to find your voice and speak up for yourself, to find the power that got taken away from you during your breast cancer experience. And oftentimes when we're in recovery from breast cancer and we look back at life before breast cancer, we realize there are a lot of things that were happening before the diagnosis that really could have used some more attention. And then now in recovery, that's the time. This is the time to give those things attention so that you live the life you want to live. So I hope you enjoyed the webinar. And if you would like to join me in Revivify, enrollment is open until October 11th, this coming Sunday, October 11th. And you can find all the information on my website at thebreastcancerrecoverycoach.com forward slash yes, because I want you to say yes to yourself, yes to self-care, Yes to prioritizing your needs. Yes to valuing yourself the way you deserve to be valued. All right, my friends, I will talk to you again on Thursday. And until then, be good to yourself and expect other people to be good to you as well. Take care.